Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. So take the shackles off and let us praise God for the mighty God that he is. And we give him glory, honor, and praise. Pray with me. <clears throat> Father, thank you for our time right now. Thank you for your love, grace, and mercy. Thank you for your presence right here, right now. And Father, we love you and we thank you for all that you're doing. Bless us now in this thy word. Strengthen us, O oh God, we pray. And we give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Bless those who are listening, those that may not know you today. Lord, draw them by the cords of your love. And those of us that know you, oh God, strengthen our walk and help us now. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. What a blessing. We give God all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Thank you, praise team and praise band. Thank you for getting us ready and opening our hearts up to the spirit. And we thank God for each of you for it all. This morning we want to look uh, briefly at a portion of scripture that really tugs at our hearts. It's Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 16. Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 16. Paul writes, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Those of you that are standing have your seat in the presence of the Lord. As we share this morning, I'm thanking God for his provision. I'm thanking God for his spirit that moves in the believers, and especially me. Paul's letter to the Philippians is a thank you letter to the church at Philippi for their ministry and help given to Paul while in distress. It's just so wonderful for the people of God to bless others in God when they're in some kind of distress or trouble. This church that Paul was teaching and preaching in was the first one founded by him in Macedonia. The aim of this message to them was that of unity, and joy. If I were to say anything different 
This message is for the churches in, the, in this whole world, especially in America, to have unity and joy and not move by outside distractions, but move by the Holy Spirit of God. This aim is Paul's aim in his mind too, which can only be attained through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can make it work out. He also wrote to warn them against false teachers that had invaded their ranks. I'm so thankful for this word because it speaks to our situation today where there, whether you want to or not, we have to realize that there are false teachers right now among us. And many of us do not want to stand on the gospel of Christ and say, no, that's wrong. This is what thus say the Lord. My friends, in this letter, Paul sums up his desire for the church. And listen, which was to stand fast, be of the same mind, always rejoice in the Lord, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known and unto God and the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. My friends, his desire uh, for the Philippian church was to Stay the course. My desire for this church body is the state of course of which they had been founded. Let's take Paul's words to heart as we stay the course. That is the topic of our message today. Stay the course. Doesn't matter what the world does because the world is always trying to knock you off course. But I want the saints of God to remember that we can come to our God and we can pray and talk to him. When things get tough and things get rough, stay the course. Don't move off your line. Stay the course. So as we get into the message, not that I have already attained, Paul says, I am, I am already perfected. In other words, uh, or I am already mature. No matter what my station is, I'm pressing on. I remember a song that once came out, a gospel song that it was saying, I, I, I press my way. I, you see, when we are pressing our way, we have a, a one mind. We're going toward the, what God has for us. Don't let anything stop you from praising and worshiping God. And it was our great God who has brought us this far. No one else has brought us this far. And many things have come our way, both good and bad. And such as COVID-19, social unrest, and all of these other things have taken us through some various changes. We're still suffering those same changes even right now. We've been dealing with this virus for more than eight months and it seems like it's never going to give up, but I want to encourage you, stay the course. Don't worry about it. Stay the course. We've experienced some ups, and surely we've experienced some downs. But just at the moment, we wanted to give up. I don't want anyone to give up, but I, I believe there's some people that are already ready to give up this morning. But my friend, wherever you are, if you're listening to us this morning, don't give up. Stay the course. God got a way, and he'll work it all out. Stay the course when people knock you around. Stay the course when you feel 
feel sick and don't want to get up, stay the course. God will work it all out. My friends, we've had those downs and some up, but just at the moment we want to give up. Don't give up. Stay the course. It was God, our Savior, who strengthened us and blessed us to stay the course. When you come, when you would examine the life of the Apostle Paul, uh, I know that many of you already know a little, about, a little bit about Paul, but you, you would discover that he too faced many challenges in his walk with God. Uh, I don't know of any saint who is alive today that's not facing any challenges in the name of the Lord. And sometimes because of those challenges, we, we want to give it up and say, I'll try something else. But dear friends, there's nothing else that you need to try. If you haven't tried Jesus, then try him. He'll get to working it out and we give him glory. You see, God in Paul, he never gave up. He stayed the course and God had set him. And now the Lord God has a course set for each one of us. Don't worry about somebody else's course. Don't be concerned about the course of someone next to you. Just be concerned about your course as what God would have for you. Listen again at verse 12. Not that I have already attained. In other words, he has not yet gained possession of or laid hold of all that he seeks to be or wanted to be or is already mature. We're not already there. We're still working on maturity. But as we go, we're going to be mature in Christ. Just don't give up. Stay the course. And Paul said that I may lay hold of what God has for me, that I may lay hold of that which he wants me to have. And 13, brethren, he says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Listen, this is Paul's self-righteousness, as I was talking about earlier, that comes to us in verses 4 through 8. In the third chapter, listen, Paul, to us, in this moment, seemed to have it going on, we might say, in our vernacular. But let me tell you, when Jesus, when he comes into your life, uh, he'll let you know exactly what's going on. He said, Paul said, though I myself have reason for such confidence. Why, he says, if anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh that is in us in this world, I have more. He said, I'm circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, in regards to the law of Pharisee, for zeal persecuting the church, for as for rich legalistic righteousness and fault. Let me tell you something. Paul said this, I counted as loss. As a matter of fact, he was much more descriptive than that. He counted as dung. It didn't mean anything to him. Why? Because he got Christ in his life. When you get Jesus in your life and you begin to follow Christ, my friend, you will be different. It doesn't matter what folk were saying. We are challenged on every hand. COVID got us challenged. COVID got us isolated and we feel like just giving up. Family members are ill and can't go nowhere. Scared to travel just only to the grocery store maybe. But I'm here to tell you, don't give up. God will get it all worked out. But whenever... He says in verse 7, but whatever was to my prophet, Paul says, I now consider loss for the cause of Christ. 
Some people today, they have all, I'm not downing education. I love education, but education does not take the place of Jesus in my life. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where will I be today? Educated or not, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I just can't even imagine where I would be because God has been good to me. I want to know when you're at your home today. I want to know where you are today. Listen to me on, on your iPhone or on your iPad or whatever. Whatever, wherever you be, if it had not been for God, he delivered me when I was undeliverable. He blessed me when I was unblessed. He helped me when I didn't want no help. He took me in when I was already out. God began to work it out. I'm here to tell you what a great God that he is. Stay the course. Whatever it was that you forgot, stay the course. Often you are bombarded with thoughts of things you forgot to do. The person you failed to forgive. The debt you forgot to pay. Or the prayer you forgot to pray. Whatever it was that you forgot to do, forget it. Ask God's forgiveness and move on. You have a race to run. Not only do we have that point to talk, we have another one. Reach for what's ahead. Oftentimes, people thinking of reaching what's ahead, it is all about selfishness. And we're going to reach for this or reach for that goal. Now, that's all right in some other context. But when we're talking about Christ, my friend, the Bible declares that the moment that we got saved, the moment that Jesus, by the Spirit, came into our lives and brought us from death to life, the moment we began to know a new Savior, the moment we began to realize that I'm saved and, and I'm filled with the Spirit of God, the moment that we knew that, there's a change in your life. Not a temporary change, but a life change. My friend, many of us don't want change. Many of us don't like change, and that's all right. But when Christ comes into your life, there has to be a change. I move from the old to the new. I'm not my old self. I don't care what other people may say about me who knew me, but know me now. I'm new in Jesus. He's a mighty God. I'm here to tell you that no matter how bad it gets, I'm staying the course. No matter how lonely it gets, I'm staying the course course no matter who forget about it I'm staying the course if I gotta walk by myself I'm staying the course we gotta stay the course too many of God's people who give up at the moment the right moment of a breakthrough right at the moment of victory in Christ my friend they forgot about staying the course They've been influenced by the world, the flesh. That's our old unregenerated nature and the devil and, and are inclined to give up, inclined to quit. Many of them lost their blessing because they couldn't hold out any longer. But I mean, to tell you, my friends, if you are in that situation and you feel you can't hold out, hold on. The Lord is on the way. Hold on and he'll work it out. Instead of reaching for what's ahead in Christ, 
you're all so preoccupied with the past that you become unaware of your present and lose the focus of your future. Listen from Luke's Gospel in 9.16. You're reminded to look ahead and not to look back. Luke says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, how can we achieve what God wants us to achieve by the Spirit if we're always looking back? My friend, don't look back, but look forward. Don't look forward, look up, for our help is nigh. Jesus is the one. Beloved, we ought to look constantly to our future in Christ. We must reach for those things Christ has for us. We must not be satisfied with just knowing Christ, but rather to know him more abundantly, more intimately, and to go on to maturity in Christ. We can't grow in Jesus if you don't want to grow. You can't get grown, if you will, in Christ if you don't want to get grown. I just want to talk colloquially now. We're going to talk, talk kind of broken English, if you will. Listen, you want to get grown in the Lord. It ain't about just walking around and, and quoting a verse here and there. No, no, no. It's about doing whatever God has put on your heart to do. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved of God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Too many are trying to, to talk about God's word, but they're cutting a crooked row because they don't know him and God would have us to know him. If you know Christ, you want everything to be right. Line upon line, precept on precept, word on word, God will do it. Listen, we must not be satisfied with just knowing Christ. Many people say they know him, but I doubt it. I can't see their hearts, but God does. But they say they know him, but really, if you know him, why don't you worship him? If you know him, why don't you study the word of him? If you know him, why don't you do what he says? If you know him, why don't you pray to him? Why don't you talk to him? He's more apt to listen to us than we're about to pray to him. He wants to hear us. But rather to know him more intimately and to go on to maturity. The Hebrew writer says this in 6.1. Therefore, therefore lead, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ. In other words, the ABCs. Let's go on to some XYZs. Let's not worry about the elementary teachers and go on to maturity. You can't go on to maturity if you're just thinking about just the basics. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. We, we have to grow up in him. Beloved, let us forget the past. Too many people think about, well, it was so nice back in the old days. It was so good. The old days was good. No, they weren't. They were not good. we just been delivered by Christ. Nothing is good but God. And he says, my friends, we want to press on. Beloved, let, 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 let go of the past. Let us reach with all that is within us. For the future we have in Christ, it will enhance our presence and let us press toward the goal of the Lord Jesus for us. What is the goal? What is this goal that we are pressing toward? It's maturity in Christ. It is perfection in Christ. When we get there, what a blessing is going to be. Lastly, press toward that goal. Paul says in 14 and 15, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God 
in Christ Jesus. Listen, I press toward the goal. The goal is the prize. And that is the upper call of God in our lives for him. It's not about us. It's not about a position for me or you or anybody else. The only position we're talking about is God. He is all and in all. So we wanna, don't want to do that. We want to press toward this goal. 15, therefore, let us as many as are mature. How are we mature now? You don't have to wait till you think you're grown. You can begin to think that way. Therefore, let us as many as uh, are mature. Have this mind. What mind? Paul says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. The mind of reaching people for the lost. The mind of serving God. The mind of worshiping God. The mind of giving God all the glory, the honor, and all the praise. The mind of letting people know that God still lives. He's not dead. He's yet alive. You don't have to wait to Easter to say he's alive. You can say it today. He's alive. How do I know he's alive in me? He's alive in you. So we want to keep on pressing on. If we are like-minded, and we're talking about the people of God, the people of God need to be like-minded. Too much schisms is in the body. Too much foolishness are going on. Too much me, 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 me in the body. It should be Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in the body. The enemy want to destroy what God has already done and what he's doing. And we are helping him. Don't help him. Ask God for forgiveness and move forward. If we are like-minded, then we can say, as Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, he says, I have fought the good fight. This is Paul's swung, swan song. He, he's about to be killed. He's about to be mortared. He's about to have his head cut off. But all the years, you can examine it for yourself. He never wavered. He stayed the course. He stayed the course when he was beaten. He stayed the course when they stoned him with big stones and thought he was dead. He stayed the course when he was put into the, the, the ocean while he's try, trying to cross the ocean going someplace. He stayed the course when he was in prison. He stayed the course when he didn't have food. Stayed the course when he didn't have anything. He stayed the course. He didn't quit. He kept going. What does that tell us? Stay the course. Keep going. We're talking to the saints now. I have fought the good fight, he says. I have finished the race. You see, when we get to that point in our lives, we can say it like Paul. Even if we don't have any voice to speak, we can say it in our hearts. I, I, have, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my race, and I have kept the faith. We can begin to have tears running down our eyes and those that are looking upon our face can't hear a word that we're saying, but they realize that God, by the Spirit, is moving in me. As the Apostle Paul declared confidently and not with cowardly resignation that he had reached the goal Christ had for him. Not only that, we are encouraged again by the writer of the, the Hebrew letter, in Hebrews 3 and 1, therefore, holy brothers, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. My friends, people will try to knock you off the line. People will try to discourage you. And many of those folk are in the church, as we say. Don't let them discourage you. People say you didn't sing good. You didn't preach good. Tell them for me. I wasn't singing for you. I wasn't preaching to you. 
I was preaching for Jesus. If you don't like it, tell Jesus about it. Maybe you'll pray for me and I'll be better. But I got to go on. I got to stay the course. Because I know God has something great for me. And I want to get there and I want to do that. So he said, fix your thoughts on Jesus. When it gets bad with COVID, keep your thoughts on the Lord. When they can't find a vaccine, they haven't been talking about it lately, keep your thoughts on Jesus. When you're not sure about the election that's going to happen in a few weeks, don't worry about that. Keep your thoughts on Jesus. He is still God. He's still on the throne. He said he has set one up. I'll take another one down. He is God, the Lord God of heaven, meaning he's the creator of heaven and earth and everything in between. He's God. There ain't no other God. People think they have God because they got money in their pocket. They got position in the world. They got status over here and over there. But oh, I want to tell them, do you know him? Do you know him? His name is Jesus. Do you know him? He's mighty and he's awesome and he's soon coming. He's going to be riding on the wings of a cloud and he's coming to take his people back home. Do you know him? Stay the course. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us, church folk, let us, beloved, walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. With an encouragement to the body of Christ, regardless of your station in this life, we are of one another. We are the body of Christ. From verse 16 that we just read, we understand that Paul commands the Philippian Christians to conduct themselves as soldiers, as soldiers who march in line together, organized, each in his own proper position. We all have a space. We all got a place in the kingdom. We then conclude with Paul's words in Romans 12, and, six, and verse 16, and also Philippians 2, 2 through 4. Romans says, and verse 16, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. I love what Paul writes in chapter 2 of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 2 through, 14, through 4. Then make up then make my joy complete by being like-minded. He's saying the same thing that he said earlier. Make my joy complete and be like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. He's talking to the people of God. We've got to be of the same mind and the same purpose for the glory of God. Lastly, he says, don't do nothing. Listen to me. Some of us are guilty of this, of the opposite of what I'm going to read. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Maybe we'll preach about that next time. By God's grace, let us move forward with great expectation of what God, what our God has for us. Remember, forget what's behind. Reach for what's ahead. And always press toward the goal of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus.
Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.